Welcome to Anna Ripspark's CEO podcast, Conversations on Economic Opportunity. My name is Paul Kretko, and I'm the president and CEO of Anna Spark. Anna Spark is a public-private partnership of business, government, and academic institutions working to advance the economy of the Anna region. Welcome to a continuing series of conversations with key leaders from those sectors, and we're really honored today. Joining me today is Dr. Mark Schlissel, president of the University of Michigan. Thanks for taking time out. Well, thanks very much, Paul. Thanks for the invitation. I just want to convey to you how much the SPARC Board is pleased that you've agreed to be the keynote speaker at our annual meeting on May 16th. This podcast is intended to coincide with that event mm -hmm. and communicate to our larger social media national international following that may not be able to attend your speech. So could you share a few of your thoughts as you're thinking about sure. what you might talk about on May 16th? Sure. So, you know, first of all, uh, I've been hearing about Spark since I arrived at Michigan. I think the region is justifiably very proud of how the business community and others have come together to really thoughtfully promote the economic future of Southeast Michigan and the state as a whole. So I think we're very fortunate, uh, I'm very fortunate to be able to engage with such a robust group that's up and running and uh, has gone through its uh, uh, growth pains and, and now really has an agenda and it's um, helping the community more broadly. I think one of the historical trends, uh, both locally and, and nationally, is that um, private industry has by and large gotten out of discovery research. It doesn't pay enough. It's too uncertain. Uh, and that leaves to universities actually something we're exceptionally good at and, and very, and that is doing the kind of discovery research that leads to future economic growth. Um, the basic research in, in biomedicine, in energy, in healthcare, um, uh, in engineering, uh, in manufacturing, uh, that align incredibly well with uh, sectors and, and, and industries represented in Michigan. So. Uh, it's a, a great natural handoff between discovery and then the translation of that discovery into intellectual property and eventually uh, uh, products and, and jobs. Uh, so uh, it's just a great partnership. We're very lucky that Spark exists. Some people know, I think in our audience, but not everybody knows, that the University of Michigan was a founder uh, and continues to be one of our key supporters of the overall program. Uh, that not only includes significant investment, the university provides financial support, yeah. but also the involvement of many of your key executive leaders. Um, yeah. And you talked a little bit about it. Maybe you have a few additional thoughts of why that involvement in the Spark organization directly is so important to the university. Well, yeah, I think about it at two levels. You know, one is um, quite purposefully serving as a bridge between what happens formally inside the university community and then how what we produce is received and used and advantages the community we're a part of. So uh, the other part of it is a lot of the folks that work for the university at various levels, particularly senior levels like Cynthia Wilbanks, you know, who now chairs the board of SPARC, right. uh, the folks that step up and serve are doing so because of personal satisfaction they get and also to serve this bridging function between the university, which I you know, hope is thought of as a driver of future prosperity of the region, uh, and uh, SPARC itself, which mm -hmm. picks this up and carries it forward. We've had in our history two key leaders of the university play that role as chair. Cynthia, as you mentioned now, mm -hmm. and Steve Forrest uh, yep, sure. was chair for three years in his role as vice president of research. Well, your career path is taking you all over the United States. Uh, you've experienced the power of a research university supporting a technology-based 
economy firsthand. What are your impressions of how that's happening in Ann Arbor, and what are things that you've noticed that you think we're doing well, and sure. are there some things that you've experienced elsewhere that you think would be helpful for us to consider? Part of what qualified me for this job, which I'm still pretty amazed I have what I think is the best job in all of higher education, was experiences in these other parts of the country and other great universities uh, that are really relevant for the University of Michigan. So very early in my training, I was a postdoctoral fellow at MIT, and that's the, really the center of one of the tremendous innovation Absolutely. ecosystems, the, the Boston metro area. Uh, and then I was at Berkeley for 12 years, Another. and between Berkeley and UCSF, in a way, you know, they created Silicon Valley, or at least their intellectual property created yes. the valley. Um, and having seen firsthand the synergies that exist between a business community, an investment community, an entrepreneurial culture, and a great research university, uh, boy, those are great directions to help target the University of Michigan's efforts. Right. I think um, th not just the University of Michigan, but the entire academy uh, has been seeing what MIT does for the state of Massachusetts and the, the Boston ecosystem and what Berkeley and Stanford have done for Silicon Valley and said, wow, you know, we can really be, if we coordinate our activity and build a culture, the same kind of um, a mutually advantageous driver of uh, progress in our region has been to involve strategic thinking very early in the discovery process of how might this be used? How might uh, the public and society more broadly, our neighbors, our own communities, our nation, uh, benefit from our scholarly productivity? And that's led to the growth of an increasingly robust text transfer operation, the Business Engagement Center, really purposeful thinking about how to link what our professors and students do and discover to what the private sector is best at, which is you know taking great ideas and potential products and turning them into economic growth. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, Brookings has just completed some work in their Metropolitan, Metropolitan yeah. Policy Group, Bruce Katz leads that and uh, identifying how uh, university-led uh, regional technology clusters are really going to be yep. the driver for the nation's economy in the next 50 years. Yep. You talked about this already. The University of Michigan is really known for producing exceptional talent. We're trying a number of different tactics to encourage more of your graduates to stay yeah. and work in the great regional companies that are here. Have you encountered in that, and we talked about the places you've been, yeah. uh, approaches to, to how to make that happen? Well, you know, I think people inherently are biased to uh, stay where they grow up, a little bit of a bias, staying nearby their family, their friends, the place them, uh, that feels like home to them. So that's a, a starting advantage because we attract some of the very most talented mm -hmm. kids from within Michigan. And if we educate them here, that's one more step to keeping them here. The second thing we do quite purposefully is we attract talented people from all around Absolutely. the country to come and be educated here. Uh, um, some have criticized uh, the fact that many of those folks end up spreading all around the country. What I would say as a counterargument is these are people that never would have considered Michigan unless they came here for their education. Um, so I think that's very important. I think the other thing that's going to put us on a continuously improving trajectory for keeping our most talented people is growing opportunities in the private sector. Yeah. So I'm particularly heartened to see enormous companies 
that attract lots of our grads actually now putting outposts here in the uh, Detroit and Ann Arbor area. So Google and Amazon, for right. example, you know, those are companies that our students will leave the area to go work for. And now with those companies purposefully developing a physical footprint in our state, boy, that's going to make it easier to keep people. Mm -hmm. uh, the entrepreneurial landscape in and around Ann Arbor makes more opportunities for our students. The resurgence of Detroit makes more opportunities for our students. Uh, I'm also very optimistic about the future of our auto industry here in Southeast Michigan as that whole business converts to be more of a uh, technology and robotics applied to transportation industry. Right. Uh, if we can maintain the, um, s the home for innovation and personal mobility, if we can keep that here in Southeast Michigan, that will provide countless opportunities for really well-educated people to have great jobs and make an impact. Well, let's talk a little bit about that, uh, and it relates to some other things you've already said about one of the things that I think is, is very exciting uh, at universities today is not the individual paths that people are academically trained on or research in, but the convergence. And mm -hmm. so one of those, I think a, a recent and important collaborative partnership between the university, SPARC, the state of Michigan, business leaders for Michigan, is the development of the American Center for Mobility mm -hmm. at Willow Run. This, that's a project uh, that you know a lot about. Yeah. Um, it's building on the, the tremendous success the university's had with the Mobility Transformation Center and M-City. You're playing a role, a major role. The university's playing a major role. What are your thoughts about that project? And you, you started on that yeah. a little bit. And what does it mean for the University of Michigan and Southeast Michigan as a whole? Well, you know, I think that keeping um, the heart and soul of the auto industry and manufacturing in particular um, in Michigan, uh, I think it's absolutely critical for the future of the state. Uh, it builds on things that not only represent our history, but represent our current strengths. Uh, the traditional strengths have developed as the auto industry has developed almost in a mutual and synergistic mm -hmm. kind of way. Um, the beauty of the Willow Run project uh, is it builds upon what we've been able to do with M-City. You know, so M-City is this um, really first dedicated autonomous vehicle test site, but it was done as an open collaborative right. between uh, a local, state, and national government uh, local um, uh, economic development uh, organizations like SPARC, uh, the BLM, and others have come together around this, and then 50 or 60 private sector partners. Uh, and now the Willow Run uh, project is very much an extension and a scaling of mm -hmm. what began at M-City. So uh, it makes perfect sense if we're going to do early phase research and early phase development at M-City to then take that to the next step with a larger testing facility when our companies actually go into production mm -hmm. uh, to validate and verify their technologies um, before they hit the market and then to test them to make sure that they're living up to standards which have yet to even emerge oh, from the federal right. government. Right. Well, to close out, you're now traveling around Michigan and the nation and the world representing the university, very much encouraging these kind of new partnerships and support for academic, the academic and research mission of the university. And in a very real way, you're, you're a, a global ambassador for the greater Ann Arbor region. So when somebody asks you the question, and you've, you've touched on a number of these points already, but when somebody asks you the question, why Ann Arbor, what's your response? Well, you know, I think the university itself is an anchor for this whole part of the state, and it's been that way for 200 years. So there's a, a stability and a history of this mutual relationship 
the university keeps getting stronger. Uh, our applicant pools don't just grow in number, but they grow in quality every single year. Um, but you know, for me, the, the big and most pleasant surprise of coming here is how wonderful it is to live in Ann Arbor. Um, it's a city at a wonderful scale. It's manageable, it's walkable. Uh, it's got remarkable cultural yes. opportunities for a place this size. Um, the uh, University Musical Society, UMS, you know, the repertoire of performances they put together just recognized by this National Medal for the Arts. Um, uh, our wonderful art museum right next door to my house. Performances that we get from our School of Music, Theater, and Dance, or Broadway Kai. You went to see Guys and Dolls the other day. I close my eyes, I'm on Broadway. It's just really unbelievable. Uh, the quality of life here is outstanding. Well, again, I just want to really thank you for taking the time out because I know how busy you are to speak with us today, and we're really looking forward to your remarks on the 16th of May. Well, thanks. I look forward to joining you then, but more importantly, continuing to work in partnership in the years ahead. This is a great partnership. Thank thanks you. very much, Paul. So I want to thank our audience for listening and learning more about those leaders and organizations who are working hard to create the Ann Arbor region's economic future. These conversations are brought to you by Ann Arbor Spark. Ann Arbor Spark is a public-private partnership of business, government, and academic institutions working to advance the economy of the Ann Arbor region. For more information about Spark, you can find us on the web at annarborusa.org, also Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And for, for more information about Dr. Schussel and the University of Michigan, please visit umich.edu.